Well, a couple of really nice horses at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. One of them we're going to talk about, of course, with Sean Dwyer in a moment called Anna McCorey. But the fixer, interesting story. There must be around this horse. He's, he's a four-year-old gelding, trained by Jack Bruce. He's by Territory. So we know Territories has got uh, a couple of Group 1 winners under its belt, Regia, a regional in in the Northern Hemisphere. And a couple we know here in Australia, Barclay Square, Navajo Peak, who you mail, live to tell as a promising filly for Simon Miller. And this guy, uh, he was very good winning Melbourne Cup at Sunshine Coast. Wasn't entitled to win given the run he had, but he put a field away in a maiden and he backed it up with an impressive class one, arrogant one on the weekend, the fixer. So two for two, Jack Bruce is joining us. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Steve. Thanks he, for having me. Good. Yeah, good morning. And he wears the Peter Moody shadow role as well, the fixer. Yeah, he does, the fixer. He's um, just to keep him focused, really. He, of course, used to get his head up a lot, and um, he didn't used to execute properly at all. And I think what we're what we're seeing of him now is a much improved uh, version to a bit of his early track work, and certainly the first jump out for the preparation, he, he wasn't at all focused, but he's slowly getting there, and I think uh, his two race starts have been have been a good stepping stone for the future. Does he take any managing or anything, the fixer? Uh, he's a good eater, and he's a lovely horse to deal with. Uh, he can be a little bit pushy at times and big and keen in his track work, and he was sort of running on a little bit of nerve at some stage. He's slowly starting to iron those things out, but um, yeah, he's uh, overall he's he's certainly a pleasure to have. But no major physical issues in the early days. No, not really. He was just a horse that needed a bit of time and. Uh, he uh, probably mentally more than anything, and at some stages, Barry Manners weren't good enough to uh, go to the trials and the races, and he was actually, he didn't pass the first time when he was supposed to um, trial and get his ticket to race. He was practised in the stores and they didn't give him his ticket. So uh, we've had to work on him in that respect. But now those things are starting to be ironed out. We're, we're sort of seeing what he's capable of. When he made his debut on uh, Melbourne Cup, uh, see the fluctuations was $21 into eight fifty. So somebody got something. Obviously, there was an expectation there and he did it the tough way, three wide on speed and still put them away quickly. Yeah, he did. Was, I think the, the ownership group are uh, a good bunch of fellas and they, they enjoy having a bet. I don't think it was um, any anything really other than that, but they, you know, a good group of friends and obviously a race on Melbourne Cup Day. But he, he on Melbourne Cup Day, I had him in at Eagle Farm and he drew wide there too. So I basically wanted to kick his career off and the lesser of the two evils was to race at the Sunshine Coast from a wide draw at a bigger track on his home track. And that was the reason for running there, but I hadn't ruled out running him at Eagle Farm either over the 1,200. So it's interesting the way it works out. I probably would have given him two 1,200 metre runs had I chosen Eagle Farm on debut, but it was just the way it worked out. And he seems to be certainly very effective over 1,000 metres. I don't think he's a 1,000 metre horse of the future, but certainly it's been nice that he's got the speed to tick the box in early in his career. And last Sunday he was just bustled and he found the top and a lovely turn of acceleration. It was The margin was close to five and Jake uh, looking over the shoulder when they hit the line. Yeah, so that was good from him. And, and he's... He's not a horse that we've we've been test driving or hit the go button like that on before. His trials have been just nice in hand, and he's always given us the impression he has the potential to do something like that, but certainly that's not anything we've seen from him before. And in similar fashion to his debut, I'd said to Matthew Powell, if you're able to ride him quietly and just let him finish off, that's fine. But he basically jumped half a length in front, and he was left with no options, and uh, we just hope that he would be good enough to do it. So it's nice to see him 
I suppose, vindicate a little bit of confidence we've had in the horse, albeit he's probably done it a bit sooner and a bit quicker than I thought. Yeah, and his time was good as well. Like he much quicker than the two-year-olds, I suppose you'd expect. But that 62 uh, race blessed up. The times were not that much, um, you know, there wasn't a lot between them. Tony Gollins, Galloper. Yeah, which is which is good, and I suppose that bodes well for the future. Um, he's won twice at the Sunshine Coast. He's going to need to, I suppose, step up as he goes, and if he's going to develop into the horse that we think he might be able to, he's going to have to iron out a few of those execution problems. But certainly, the building blocks are there, and it was nice to see him Okay, do it. so what, do we see him at a midweek or a Saturday in the future, the fixer? That's a good question. I have a couple of options for him this prep, and I also haven't ruled out just giving him a break. He's come a long way in a short space of time. He had never had an official barrier trial before this preparation. So this is his first preparation where he's been in work for a substantial period of time. He's been galloping for a substantial period of time. And uh, I suppose he melted really in the yard and behind the berries yesterday. So I've got a little bit to think about, but I'm just going to see how he is through the week. I would have no hesitation in, in giving him another little break and at the same time there's a couple of nice options for him as you suggest midweek options for him um, if he's if he's going to stay in work. Yeah it says that he's owned by uh, Mr SK Ralph. Um, he didn't go through a sale? No so Sean bred him and retained him and that's how I uh, came to have him. He had an older brother who was in work with me who didn't show very much at all and, and this is the, the middle one. And then there's a younger one out of the same mare, a divine prophet filly, who I'm yet to see, but has been broken in and is on its way to me. So, uh, yeah, full credit to Sean. He's, they're his horses. He's, he's backed himself with them. He's bred them himself and he's owned them. He's been in it for the long haul. And I think that's probably one of the most satisfying things about racing, people who breed their own horses and have planned that mating all those years ago to be able to watch them win like that. It's very satisfying. Oh, well, that's the fixer. Two from two. Granny's reward was in the winner's circle for you yesterday at Warwick. Yeah, she's been dreadfully unlucky the last two, and really I could have run her at the Sunshine Coast on Friday night, but I just took the conservative option. It was a small field out there yesterday, and she was good enough to do it. So she's put a handy record together. She's won three now, albeit all at country level, but, uh, you know, it's obviously a good return for the owners who have sent her to Queensland obviously hoping that this is the best case scenario. She can knock off a couple of wins and they can keep having a bit of fun with it. And, yeah, media scandal you've got going really well. Uh, Casey Fogden had the horse. You're two for two. Media scandal. Yeah, so Casey sort of recommended that she come to me, which was obviously very kind, and there's a good group of owners in there, some I have known previously and others I haven't. So uh, it's been good to get her off to what I suppose would be the perfect possible start. She's had sort of the luck of the draw in terms of the speed maps, um, in her first two starts, this preparation. So I think she can go on with it. I've got her with the benefit of time and education. So she's had a couple of racing preps previously, and now she's older, more mature, more robust. And she had had a, a couple of soundness issues, which Casey told me about, which haven't seemed to come to light this prep, obviously, with the benefit of time. So I think that's been something that's really helped it. Mm. Well, Jake Bayless has been on Media Scan on past two wins, and he rode the fixer. Uh, is he riding a lot of work for you at Deegan or Sunshine Coast? You got the uh, two stable? In, yeah, he comes into the Sunshine Coast and, and does a little bit, and he's um, been, I suppose, uh, a good level head since moving back to Queensland and he's worked hard for the opportunities he's had from me, don't get me wrong, uh, but at the same time he's been able to execute properly and he's always willing to listen 
and and ride horses as instructed, which I think is something that's really crucial when you're looking at the bigger picture for a preparation. You want to make sure that um, horses are looked after and ridden accordingly, and that's certainly something he's been able to do, and I think he's riding um, as well as anybody in Brisbane at the moment, so he deserves the success that comes his way. Mm, And you haven't been here that long, just over a year now, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, May 2022, I kicked off with seven horses... uh, in Barn E at Deegan. So it's been a bit of a, a rocky road of just um, riding up the Christmas cards and there's 32 of them to do. So uh, that, there's I got plenty one there of staff somewhere? on board now. You have to make it 33. <laughs> well, that, that, this is just for the staff. This is just for the staff. So, um, yeah, I, I've got, as you can imagine, a lot of help around me. And it's, as you know, trainers are just a front for the hardworking staff yes. that are behind them and I have that support which is really crucial and that's been able to facilitate my growth essentially to be able to rely on people to sort of carry out what what I'm instructing and it's really important. Yeah and of course shortly after you were here as we touched on last time we spoke when you were our guest there at, when we were broadcasting from the Brackenridge Tavern about the Wheatwood when you know with the axe only a few months after you arrived as well as the old bloke near run or trial or something the axe? Yeah, well, I gave him a big break. He went up to Mackay in Rockhampton. I targeted those sprints up there in the wintertime, and I felt like they would be a peg back in grade. But he went up there, and things didn't go his way. He was a bit unlucky in the Rockhampton race. And then he went to Mackay and basically drew the outside, and it was a complete disaster. So he has had three months off. He's back in work. Uh, I've had him in work a while. I've just been ticking him over. I want to bring him back. He'd be probably ready to race around Magic Millions time, but I'm not sure that's probably the target this time. I think we just uh, wait till that little period after the Magic Millions and there'll be some nice open 1200s at Doom, but I'm hoping that we can target. Now, do I say this the Aussie way, the fixer, or the Kiwi way? The, the fixer. How do I say it? Well, it's got to be the fixer because um, <laughs> he's trained by a New Zealander. And the other thing is there's a very good trotter in New Zealand called the Fixer. Yeah, there is too, he won, the Purdens. He won the, yeah, the Purdens had the Fixer and he won the New Zealand Trotting Cup maybe 2018, I think. And when this horse um, walked into my stable, I was reminded by Jan Aitken here that trains at Deegan. You want to look up the New Zealand Arnest Racing website. It's a very good trotter called the Fixer. So anyway, he's well named and I don't think that's by design from Sean Rell. It's interesting you say that um, because it was in my head this morning when I'm looking at your horse, I'm thinking the Fixer, the Fixer, and I'm looking at all the other previous horses called the Fixer, the Thoroughbreds, and they were hopeless. And I'm thinking, why am I thinking that there's a good the, another the Fixer that's very good? And of course it was the Harness horse. Eventually clicked. Yeah, correct. It took the me a while. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Nice to touch base, and I hope the horse progresses well for you. Thanks. Awesome. Thank yeah, you, Jack too. Bruce talking about, well, we won't call it the fixer, the fixer. As I said, four-year-old gelding territories, the sire, and Melbourne Cup win was, uh, they led obviously some decent bets there, 21 to 8.50. Um, you know, these fluctuations, when they're that sort of price, it's not huge money, as we know. Um, but anyway, they got a quid out of it, and he was three wide on speed. Probably in a worst spot you want to be in a race normally is up up outside lead when you're three in a line and you're the half, you're a half length in front of the pack out wide. That's normally disaster. And then he put the field away, and then on the weekend he bustled, find the front for Jake Bayless, relaxed, kicked five was the margin. Could have been um, a bit more had he have really pushed him to the line in the time. Very similar to bossed up in the benchmark 62 in the the two year olds. He went about you know, a couple of seconds quicker than those, almost um, almost three seconds faster. But anyway, we'll keep an eye on him. The fixer, he's got a lot of speed and he's got a lot of ability.